Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Alice, it's a good day. You know why? Why is it a good day? You're salty, but I, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> it's a good day because we met Romeo the Rat. <laughs> we brought our kids to a little park um, nearby, and it has all sorts of climbing rocks, which are great. One son is in a, an excellent climber, and the rest are kind of into it. And then a woman came over with her pet rat named Romeo, and then her friend came over. Now, um, and they were interesting, and they and she let all the kids hold the rat and pet the rat, <laughs> Romeo the rat. Um, and um, I just like the fact that they have a rat. A rat at a dog park is asking that's living on the edge. It's a, I think I Romeo. Would say so. Yeah, and up here there's a lot of hawks and things like that. So Romeo's got to be. You know, wondering what exactly is going on, but I, I'm glad they got to meet him, Romeo the Rat. That's right. Yeah, the kids liked him. He was actually kind of cute. He was white and gray. Yes, I would say. And we learned that in Massachusetts, they they will only sell you male rats, right? No girls, right? Right, because girl rats are crazy. <laughs> there's no correlation at all between that and uh, anything else. So, I, so I want to get. I want to talk about some stuff that I talked about Friday that. Uh, in Connecticut, but I also want to go over the Sunday show stuff because I did listen to the Sunday show stuff. Uh, you know what was interesting is that, with few exceptions, most of these shows must be in the can because they didn't mention Biden's COVID, hmm. except for one or two. But I thought that was interesting because you usually wouldn't can them this much. And it, or, well, there's a lot going on right now. I feel like I understand, but, but what does that tell you that he's got COVID again and it's not really like worth breaking into mentioning mm -hmm. tomorrow i'm assuming that we're not going to hear from the doctor because you can't hear from the doctor so well right and i mean what's interesting here too is they're like the extremely rare bounce back covid from paxlovid when i feel like this has happened to like everybody that 
Yeah, Paxlovid is good at keeping you out of the hospital if you're really high risk, but it's um like everybody who goes on it, like the COVID bounces back a little bit afterward. Right. That's like one of the things about it. It's happened to everybody that I've heard of that's used Paxlovid basically. So the fact that he had like bounce back positivity is not some rare side effect thing. Like we all heard about that. But it, it, but I, I do think that the administration doesn't know how to handle it. I mean, they, they don't know. They're still, like you said, we talked about they, they, they're looking for something, anything for November. And so, so this is something that he did well in COVID. In their minds, he did well. He didn't do well, actually. But. Yeah, there's actually been a slight, maybe like one or two point bounce back in his polling numbers a little bit. I think largely because of these bills passing in mm-hmm. Mansion is it's like bringing back the narrative of Biden is the pragmatic person who can get things done in Washington sort of deal. So I think there's a little bit of that happening with Manchin getting this deal with them and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, this deal is bad for the economy places already have come out that score bills and say it's the the so-called inflation reduction act is mm-hmm. going to be inflationary so you well know. of course it is of course it is and uh, i mean we'll see if it even totally passes most people think it will um mm-hmm. but um but it just spends a whole lot of money as a matter of fact it's very interesting because um it raises taxes corporate taxes which Cinema said was um, a red line for her. She wouldn't go along with anything that raises taxes. Right. But it raises taxes and Especially corporations. Especially the carried interest thing. Yeah. Manchin did his, his, his a dance on the show today saying, no, 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 it doesn't raise taxes. It, it, it gets rid of a corporate loophole, which uh-huh. is, which is uh, you know. Just... I mean, a loophole which Congress invented having that loophole specifically because they wanted to incentivize certain behaviors from businesses and businesses then did those behaviors. So, right. you know, it wasn't like. It wasn't a loophole. It was something mm-hmm. Congress intentionally did. Just like it's not a loophole when companies use all these green energy tax credits and don't pay taxes. Right. Like, because Congress designed that on purpose to be that way. Remember when everybody was all in an uproar because GE paid zero dollars in mm-hmm. corporate taxes one year? It was like all green energy BS. That's what it was. Of course. It's not loopholes. Right. It's like they made that up. Stop yeah. whining. You've all been in Congress forever. Like, you made up these stupid rules. Don't call them loopholes just because it looks bad when people use them, actually. Right. And so this bill gives Manchin some more coal mining stuff. and, and Yeah, he gets some pipelines and whatever. Pipeline stuff for West Virginia. And and uh, it, it's a big throwaway, big money dump One on One thing that was interesting stuff. that somebody raised to me that I hadn't heard about and then I read up on it a little bit is it's completely changing the tax credit for electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. So right now, if you buy an electric vehicle, there's like this, um, I forget how much it is, $7,500 tax credit or something. Um, but it's capped to 200,000 per car manufacturer. So each car manufacturer can only let 200,000 people claim that tax credit for buying their cars. So a bunch of them were starting to like run out. So this new thing that Manchin's doing in here would lift the cap, which is something these green automakers want. But because Manchin is Manchin and he's Mr. Made in America and he doesn't want American-made fossil fuels being substituted out for, like, batteries made by Uyghurs in China or whatever. He has a thing where you can only use the tax credit if the 
parts of the car are made like more than 40% in the USA or in countries that we have free trade agreements with. However, those don't exist yet. Like mm. there's nowhere you need to like mine the minerals and stuff. Forty mm-hmm. percent in countries that are like USA friendly or whatever, or in the USA, and that's there's just nothing like no car man, no car manufacturer can meet those percentages right now. So it essentially eliminates the tax credit for the electric vehicles until they develop some infrastructure to do that. But right now it doesn't exist. So it's another one of these things that's like you know, trying to be helpful, but is actually probably going to end up hurting the green energy industry. I mean, I get the point that they want to like move some of the, the electric car manufacturing stuff to the United States, but like, is that going to happen or are they just going to? Well, I I don't know. I mean, didn't we recall every Chevy Volt? Volt? I guess so. I don't know enough about those, but yeah, I mean like the, this is like typical Congress demanding things that don't exist. There was a thing in a, a huge bill, a huge spending package they did a couple of years ago. I think it was that um, the big like COVID one that they passed or the big budget one they passed, one of these. Maybe it was the infrastructure bill. I think it was the infrastructure bill, now that I say that, that demanded that like all the cars made by like 2025 or something mm-hmm. have automatic like breathalyzer things so that they don't start unless the person driving is sober but the technology for that also doesn't exist because they it want seems it based that on like there is a group of individuals who know, take exception to the you. inclusive you're pr- playing something yeah i'm sorry i was just because uh, i retweeted from the burn barrel podcast i saw these hot pictures of you in a red dress and i mm-hmm. <laughs> clicked on one and then clicked on the next one then the next thing was a movie so oh, sorry. sorry um so anyway but Did you, Congress- you say sorry for that Sorry that I had a video two clicks after me in a red dress. I guess so. Um, So anyway, but that's like typical Congress just mandate something that you don't actually have the capability to do. And, you know, there you go. Uh, Do we somebody's Um, saying here? uh, Oops. Says, whoops, error registering for this event. This host does not have an active Crowdcast account and their events are unavailable. She says, this is Trish, says, I get this every time I hit the let me in button. Hmm. Okay. Well. Let me see. Let me try to see the conversation. Let me in. Well, you have to sign in with Patreon? Oh, is this a Patreon only thing? Yeah. $10 a month and above. That's all our live streams. But Trish is. Oh, Okay. <clears throat> okay. Here you, go. you want this? I'm going to let him have this one. Okay. Well, I'll uh, take a look. So, but... uh, so that's interesting, and it's it, it, it's. I mean, it's it's a, it's a win for the Democrats. I mean, r- right now, I don't think it's going to mean a thing in November, but technically, they can say they got something done. It's not the huge build back better bill that they were, that they wanted, um, but it is something. I guess, mm-hmm. and I and I fault the Republicans. Like, why aren't they working on this guy? Is why aren't they working on this guy? Saying, "Hey, Joe, mm-hmm. November's coming, and there are new rules in November, so it's time we need to talk now and lock you down on some stuff." But apparently, they didn't. But once again, I mean, it could get it, depending how they score the it, whatever. It could, it could get locked down. You know what? I'll play a little bit of the Chuck Todd interview because Chuck Todd actually in this interview, and he's a partisan. He is absolutely a Democrat. 
he doesn't think he is nonpartisan, but he absolutely is. But the question he asked um, Manchin were all the right questions. So, so I think it's worth uh, getting to a little bit. A consensus, at least among Democrats, to pass this. That's progress from six years. Now we have to get the Senate. Is the 2024 talk on the Democratic side uh, a good thing or a bad thing? This is not queued up, and this is a bulk, so I shouldn't have done this. Neither here nor there, but I I think here's. Let me open this in something else because it it can't it can't open up like this because it's not queued up. Open with what do I have here? Open with iTunes. Let's open this in iTunes. I do have some cuts. He beat Donald Trump. In some again. Always good to be with you, Chuck. All right, so let me just start with this. Two weeks ago, you said you were adamant you needed to see the July inflation numbers before you were ready to talk about this uh, bigger budget bill with the Democrats called reconciliation. And then abruptly, you didn't need to see those inflation numbers. What changed your mind? It wasn't abruptly, Chuck. We've been working and negotiating off and on very quietly because I didn't know if it ever come to fruition. I didn't want to go through the drama that eight months ago that we went through for so long, thinking we negotiated, got close, and then it fell apart, and this and that. That said, <clears throat> of course, the July inflation numbers are not out yet, and the June numbers looked very bad. So uh, he apparently did just uh, absolutely go back on what he said. Then again. You know, I'm not. I'm. He's a politician and a Democrat, and he's interested in keeping a seat. Never could get there on the build back, build back better. It just was too much, and I never could get there. On this one here, we started in April and kept working and working and working and back and forth. And all of a sudden, inflation went from six to eight point one to nine point one. And I said, "Hey, Chuck, listen, we better wait and let's see what's coming in July. Numbers come in in August before we do anything more." But he didn't. And that was a point of where we had been talking and negotiating. And that's when Chuck got upset with me, and I understand that. And he says, oh, here we go again, and everything. I said, no, Chuck. I said, I'm just being very cautious. I'm not going to be responsible. Of course, the problem is, had they waited for those numbers, they would be out of session. And they would be back home. And it's impossible to get anything done. For inflaming the uh, inflation rates. I'm just not going to do it. So then we got a hot weekend. We all cooled off a little right. bit and talked on Monday. And I said, Chuck, I've never walked away. We're still working on it. And he says, well, okay, let's do it. And I said, well, let's start talking. So to Chuck's credit, our staffs kept talking. We didn't know if we were going to get there or not. Yeah. But the f- bottom line was is we reduced it and scrubbed it clear down to 739, nothing inflammatory in that piece of legislation. The initial uh, criticism of this bill from Republicans is, uh, in some ways, to some people, a predictable response, which is simply this. You should not increase any taxes during a time of recession. Why is now the right time? to hit certain businesses with a tax hike. Another good question by Chuck Todd. This is two in a row asking the questions that should be asked. These are the attack lines coming from Republicans right now, and these are very valid questions. I think the reason he feels comfortable, Chuck Todd, asking Manchin this is because Manchin's a double agent. So Manchin's kind of a Republican sometimes or votes with them. So right. he feels like he's, he's fair game exactly. a little bit. First of all, Chuck, I agree with my Republican friends. We should not increase taxes, and we did not increase taxes, Chuck. That's what we scrubbed out from that Thursday when we shut down until we started talking again on Monday. The only thing we have done 
is basically say that every corporation of a billion dollars of value or greater in America should pay at least 15 percent a minimum corporate tax. Many people in West Virginia don't, couldn't believe that corporations aren't paying anything, and some of the largest in the country. And with that being said, the rate was at 35 percent in 2017 yeah. when my Republican friends took it to 21. Like Chuck Todd said, it's not a good time to raise taxes. And inflationary period is not a good time to raise taxes on individuals or corporations. It's not a good time. Corporations are also struggling, many of them. And corporations also are going to pass a lot of this stuff right down to the end user. We thought it should stop at 25. It went to 21, a 14% savings. You would at least think that they would be paying at least 15%. Most businesses and all corporations that I know of pay 21%. So that's not a tax increase. It's closing a loophole. Now, the name of this bill, some would argue, is a bit misleading, the Inflation Reduction Act. Can you explain where in this Another bill good question. inflation will be reduced for, for folks in the next six months? Well, first of all, we got the highest gas prices right now. Inflation is killing. It's, it's hurting everyone in West Virginia right yeah, we now. Know. And it's hurting <laughs> right. Manchin's doing a half-assed job of dancing a jig here. Like, he is not, this is, this is, this is not quite Green Jean-Pierre level. Uh, dancing unsuccessfully, but this is just late. this is not good spinning for Mansion. You know these he, these blows are he's essentially absorbing these blows. All working people across America, and if you want to get the gasoline prices down, you've got to produce your way out of it. And we've got to bring more manufacturing to back to America. And let me tell you, what he went away from the inflation question, right? And to back to now we're drill right. baby because drill. the problem is the bill doesn't actually reduce inflation. No. That's the issue. If anything. It will increase inflation. Right. What the bill does, it gives us a strong fossil energy that's going to produce the cleanest forms of fossil energy in the world. That's carbon reduction when you're replacing the dirtiest oil right now that's going into the into the climate and atmosphere. That's something we can do. You producing in America, we become energy independent. You're going to reduce because of supply. Next of all, we pay three hundred billion dollars down on debt. Mm -hmm. Three hundred billion. The first time in twenty five years. Chuck, that we've ever done this. Next of all, we're reducing $288 billion in drug prices. I like a spending bill that is spending to reduce the debt. Mm -hmm. Because of what we're doing. This is a bill that basically does everything. And some, someone says it's not going to reduce inflation. My goodness, we've never done anything like it. We didn't raise taxes. Yeah. We've paid down debt. We've done everything. and we've. They've raised taxes, and it's spending. It's... Hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars. Accelerated our permitting processing so we can get things I, on look, the market. Look, I understand it doesn't add. Quicker. I understand it doesn't add. What we have here, and once again, I'm fine with Joe Manchin. I like him just fine. What we have here is a guy who was bought off. That's it. And he's, he's because it's a, it's a, it's a um, tax hike in the middle of a, um, a recession, what he's doing is waving to West Virginia saying, hey, more fossil fuels, pipelines, all sorts of goodies for you. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. That's exactly what's happening. Inflation, but here's what the folks at Penn Wharton said. It said the impact on inflation is statistically indistinguishable from zero. Isn't calling it the Inflation Reduction Act uh, a sort of politically cynical and a bit misleading? Not at all. If you're producing no. more and have more demand, more supply, and that supply drives basically uh, satisfies demand, 
and then the prices come down because there's more people shopping for the products. That's all. That's capitalism. Yeah. That's who we are. We haven't done that. If we're able to bring things to market quicker, they're not looking at the long t at the long game at all. But you know, yeah. Chuck, you talk to different economists; they all have a different opinion. They told me the 17 uh, uh, laureate right. uh, Nobel laureates were saying that it was going to be transition, transition. And you know what? It wasn't transitory. It was permanent. We have a serious problem in inflation, and we've got to defeat it. Uh, are you convinced that Senator Cinema is going to support this bill, um, or? If she ends up changing some parts of the tax structure because Republic, she votes with Republicans, would that impact your support of this reconciliation package? <laughs> Let me say that Kirsten Sinema is a friend of mine, and we work very close together. She has a tremendous, tremendous uh, input in this piece of legislation. This is things that everyone has worked on. Yada, yada, yada. So you get the point there, but, but it's <laughs> while I'm playing this, Alice is furiously sending people links because they're having trouble getting in. But I appreciate it, Alice. Please I hate this Crowdcast live stream thing. I don't know why it sometimes is like this, and I need to look for alternatives. It's just a question of time. Um, so I'm sorry if that is happening to you. Trish wants to know if uh, we think Manchin's constituents will fall for this. Is bringing home some bacon. I mean, is he bringing yeah. primary? Or he's not. He's probably not up. It this would year. be from a Republican, probably, because his state's really conservative. Well, he's, I don't think he's know? up, so he's not running. Yeah, but I mean, it's always. I, I don't know if it's. Um, you know, it in twenty twenty whenever right. he's up. Like, do you think I blame like that? I'm sorry, I blame Republicans. Like I said, they should have kept him in the stable. And said, come November, things are going to be very different. Well, technically, come, come next January. Uh, if the Democrats get blown out and say, keep your powder dry, uh, Manchin. But they they paid him off. They got a... They well, got and a I think his constituents kind of like that he screws over both sides mm -hmm. a little bit. I think they enjoy that. Sure. Also, uh, you know, I've heard people speculate that it could be his last big move. Mm -hmm. Somebody said... Uh, maybe it was Matt Lewis said it's his like last chance to be president. Is this legislation? Um, you know what I mean, right? Because you know if the Republicans sweep in, then and he's not the swing vote, then he's he's over. Um, um, so so maybe there's some of that. Regardless, the other thing that's going um, that they're talking about is the um, Pact Act Act. Right. Which, That's this burn pit thing. The burn pit thing where, it, you know, 10 years ago, the consensus was that there was no correlation between burn pits and cancer. Now it, it, it's supposedly a proven thing. I mean, I'm willing to believe that breathing in all that stuff sure. could well, cause sure. cancer. Right. And I'm Lots also willing to, give, I'm willing to give the military personnel uh, the benefit of the doubt. And if we're going to hand out money, then in, in health um, services, et cetera, then they, have it, they deserve it more than anybody. So... Um, the, the skinny and the, this was just one of the themes of the weekend shows. Is the left is saying the Republicans were all for this thing a month ago. They if eighty four to whatever voted for it a month ago, et cetera. Right now uh, they claim last second they were going to vote in John Stewart was in Washington D.C. At, at late last week um, to celebrate its passage supposedly. Last second, uh, Pat Toomey, who was the Republican author of the bill. And Republicans in the Senate um, switched their votes and, at least for now, have said uh, negatory. They've voted not to have the vote, essentially. They've, they've, they've 
they've delayed the vote. They they voted no, essentially. Um, and so they say that it's because there was a gimmick inside the wording of the bill. And there is, Pat Toomey did talk about in June, did men, make mention of this gimmick about spending, if spending was discretionary or what's the other word? Mandatory? Mandatory or discretionary. Right. right. So if it's, if it's mandatory, does that mean that they have to, it has to go through appropriations? So one of them means that it has to go through appropriations every year. One of them means it's automatic. The, the Republicans are saying that if it's automatic, it increases as well, and that that money can be used for whatever. The Democrats are saying that's BS, that's not in there, and there's nothing to be allocated for whatever. For whatever. Forever. Um, and I've seen, I've I've looked into it wait a lot today. It's like I really screwed my Sunday by 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 trying to find out exactly the truth. And there seems to be something to it that the Democrats could feasibly spend more money on other stuff. Regardless, it's a good hit by the Democrats, just just dirty politics, because it puts Republicans... Because it's like they voted against something for veterans. Exactly, so. and John Stewart got up there and yelled and wept and all the normal crap, and he's a POS, but... Um, but uh, And it's a good, like, two-news cycle win for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. I think there's a vote either tomorrow or Tuesday, again, where Schumer said that they'll actually look at earmarks to change some wording. So... I mean, I think that, that Schumer actually wants this thing to pass and wants it to be something that Democrats can talk about. Um, so I don't think that he, this is a deal where he's happy that, that the Republicans would kill it. Um, I do think he wants it to pass. But there is some pork and, and, and nonsense in there. It's a horse bleep, as, as usual. But I think it'll be resolved. Uh, it, it was a huge, a huge attempt to make this a thing, a big, big thing. And the media is happy to do the work on this as well. It's it would be if you can make it seem like the Republicans now, who are of course, who are absorbing the uh, a, a, traditionally Democratic constituencies, are now have uh, historically Republican constituencies constituencies abandoning them. Then that's a story the media would love to talk about, mm-hmm. which is kind of the reason for this. But I think it'll you you kind of covered this last week. I think it'll be resolved. Um, the other thing is the chips bill is another one, which is doing microchips here in, in the U.S. Yep. Which I've heard, what, what I've read is like full of trash and, and, and ridiculousness as well. But the general spirit of the bill, doing, building more stuff in the U.S. so that we don't have to worry about China is a good thing. Even that, that, getting that conversation going. I know that the bad man said it a few years ago and everybody said, how dare you? But it is a good idea for us not to be reliant upon the Chinese in to, to start detaching mm-hmm. more than ever. Do you want to know what I think the problem is with this Crowdcast thing? <clears throat> what? They emailed two hours ago that they attempted to charge my debit card that I just canceled at 2 p.m. today for our account. And oh, that's that why it's not letting great. people into our event. My debit card got lost this weekend. And, and I... well, let me finish this. Okay. By the way... Cooler with the berating my wife stuff, you wimps. Backstabbers. I don't know if it's just a, the thing that they have a crush on you. There's no berating of my wife. And I actually, it was just, me and Michael Graham had a couple of beers yesterday. And I said, they said they berated her. And he said, and he said well, not berated. Maybe um, he said uh, rowed. Like having a row. Mm-hmm. But no. Cool it. But I will say that what happened is this. 
Unfortunately, I can't even fix this right now because I don't have my purse in here. Oh, do, do you, you want to call the kids? I can, or I can, yeah. Can you use mine. <sighs> I, I have mine on me because I'm responsible. <laughs> murder you. Nice catch ups. <laughs> Yeah, so what happened is that Alice lost her bank I'm card I'm going to actually murder her. I actually, I have my bank card because I wouldn't, she apparently took some time to get a new bank card. I got one quickly. That's took not care of my Shut up. My Shut up. I canceled the card at 2 p.m. today, my lost debit card, and they had to try and charge it that day. <sighs> Alice and I can be found, uh, this is... <laughs> And so this is just our life. So yesterday, we went out. Um, did we do anything about the chip stuff that we want to talk about? No, right. Okay. We'll get to it later. But we went yesterday on a great walk in Newburyport with my brother, Alice, our 17 kids. And then afterwards, because some of the kids were okay, except for one. There's one guarantee. One always is an a-hole at any given time. So then we went and got ice cream at a great ice cream place, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and we th- at that point, Alice lost her car- debit card, which was the debit card. We don't know. So Graham calls. Michael Graham calls me and says, oh, no, no, I called him. I don't Trish know says called. anyone who berates Alice is scum in, no in a Jerry Callahan voice. Oh, that's right. I can't say scum. that. So anyway, so me and Graham, um, we connected and he said, well, we haven't talked for a long time. Uh, you know, he, he, he went at me for not talking in a while. But I thought we just went out for dinner. Didn't we just go out for tripe? Or was that three months ago? Because time moves too quickly. But he's busy. I'm busy. So we, um, I said, sure. He said, let's go meet. We meet in Salem, New Hampshire at a bar. Um, T-Bones is where we decided to meet. And I was about to get going there. And I needed the bank card because I had lost my bank card. And Alice uh, couldn't find it. So we discovered then that she'd lost hers. And then I was late meeting Graham. And then I went to the place where we got ice cream, drove back there. And, sh- and sifted through the trash. And by the way, what's what's that place called? Richardson's Ice Cream at the golf course there. Okay, the it's Newbury called the Golf Center. Newbury Golf Center. They were awesome. The the young lady who was working there, she was she came out and she's like, "Do you want me to take the bag out for you? Can I help you? I feel so bad." She was really great. She was that's great. nice. So as I was sifting through the garbage, it's funny that you know, like there were a bunch of people on the benches eating too, and like <laughs> nobody paid attention because I looked like the kind of guy who'd be looking through the garbage and anyway. But we couldn't find it. So anyway, I look in the car for Alice's bank card, move all the seats up, up and back, whatever. And I find the bank card, my own bank card that I had lost a year ago. And then finally met uh, Grant, who has a great piece, by the way. We should talk about it at some point. Uh, in On the Hampshire Journal, which is the website he runs. Yeah. About this live golf stuff. And you know how they had protesters there in Saudi Arabia or wherever they were shouting at the live golf people? Do you know about this? Nope. So the Saudis have started their own golf company. Okay. Called Live Golf. And they're sucking away all the PGA stars. PGA stars, and they're paying them millions and hundreds of millions. But people are angry because the Saudis... Like murder people and stuff. Well, and also 9-11. You know, so so people are... And they're mean to women. All the... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Things. Sure, but mostly the 9-11 stuff. So, okay. but, but listen to this. So they're siphoning away these American golfers, paying them, a, or all universal golfers, paying them a lot of money. And a lot of people here are saying, I, like some golfers stand up and I would never do that, never take their money, this and that. But some people are going because the money is good. By the way, we're available with golf, just, you know, Saudi Arabia. We're cool with everything. You know, we're, I don't see anything. Anybody getting murdered? I'm fine. Tom Shattuck is my name. 617 407. Um, anyway, um, but uh, so Graham did some reporting. His, his outfit, the mm-hmm. New Hampshire Journal or um, uh, Inside Sources. It's Inside Sources? Yeah. And they found out that. So. Over the weekend, there were some loud protests yelling at Phil Mickelson, a go- mm-hmm. American golfer. Yeah. Yelling at him saying, how's that Saudi money? How's that Saudi money? So the, they were from a protest group, like 9-11 Defenders or whatever. And Graham looked into it. And that company, 9-11 Defenders, the protest group, has only been around for like three months. Right. So, so they off- spawned just to do this. Well, or were spawned by the PGA. Mm. You know, to tie this to 9-11, to create a sort of – so it's so interesting. I don't know. I mean, you don't know about it, but I mean – I don't really care. I don't. I don't. Obviously, I care about nine eleven. I care about hijackers, terrorist attack, and all that stuff. But to pretend that we are not in bed with Saudi Arabia, and that all every American isn't isn't benefiting from it, who are we kidding here? Biden was just there begging them, and Trump was no better. He was there chilling with them, touching their orb. Trump overtly loved them. He's on board. Trump looked at the killing of Khashoggi and was like, "Oh, you." Lucky bastards. Wish I could do that, yeah. <laughs> Jim Acosta. <laughs> Absolutely. But so anyway, that's that's interesting. We should get Graham on sometime. Uh, we had a real weird, really good talk yesterday. Although t- he was still terrible to the white staff, in the in the sense of just terrible jokes. Mm. All right. So another thing I want to hit about the weekend shows is there is. Something happening here where they seem to be signaling about Democrats and Biden. One is Joe Manchin, and two is Ro Khanna, who's the congressman from California, big progressive right. backup. Okay, so listen to this this uh, this question to let me get to grab it. Sorry about that. Don't worry, it's right here. All right, here. So this is Chuck Todd. Asking, I will go with Manchin first. Asking Joe Manchin what seems like a layup of an easy question. What's your case for Democrats to keep control of the House and Senate this election year? I don't know. I just, if you look back through history, it makes it very difficult, especially in most uh, toxic times we've ever seen. So it's up in the air right now. No, do you? What? (laughs) And Chuck Todd doesn't stop him, as you heard. It looks like the House. Would you like, do you hope Democrats keep control of the House and Senate? I think people are sick and tired of politics, Chuck. I really do. I think they're sick of Holy <laughs> frig! It wasn't exactly a ringing endorsement of the Democratic no. Party, I would say. 
No. So what is that signaling? It's it's astounding. Tired of Democrats and Republicans fighting and feuding and holding pieces of legislation hostage because they didn't get what they wanted or something or someone might Mm -hmm. get credit for something. Why don't we start doing something for our country? Why don't we just say this is good for America? I've always said the best politics is good government. Do something good, Chuck. But let me ask you, are you still troubleshooting? Um, no, I don't oh, think so. I'm just, I'm just, I did that, but I'm just checking to make sure no one else is having trouble getting in. So I'm like, oh, poor kid. You're so nice too. <sighs> um, what are you typing? I'm explaining. Can you to, say the words? As I'm you type, explaining like, do, 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 to our friend to? Michael on Twitter. Yeah. That it was not his fault. It was because. <laughs> it was Shattergarrow. <laughs> I wish it would just say that, sorry, they can't have it. Shaddix have insufficient <laughs> funds to do this broadcast. I, I'm not going to predict what's going to happen. I'm not asking you to I predict. I just want to make sure we do something good. And this is- what result do you want? <laughs> this is remarkable that Manchin's dodging this. Can I, do you have a second? Mm-hmm. Why would Joe Manchin not answer whether or not he wants Democrats to win? Because uh, he Want he likes the situation as it is, where he's the king of the Senate, and but, but why not answer the question more artfully? He's dodging the question. Do you want your own team to win? If you ask, I don't know any player in the Red Sox now. Uh, is, do you know any? If you ask Chris Only Sale the... if if he wants the Sox to win, then he's going to say yes. It's his team. Why wouldn't this guy at least say he wants his team to win? Is he actually looking at internal polling in West Virginia and saying, man, they hate the Democrats so much that he can't even say that he wants them to win? Uh, Yeah, I think he hates the Democrats. You think Manchin hates the Democrats? Yes. I skipped the Chris Sale metaphor. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't be the technical person and always. I I know. I'm like trying to help people, honestly, right now. Can you just send that? And then this is not berating. Okay, I'm just trying to help people since we I told understand. them we have a live stream and they support the show. I get that, and I appreciate that very much. But I and under the impression that I'm supposed to be talking to somebody in the same room, so I know. I, but sometimes I fail. Is that not true? True, true. Okay, I'm going to talk to them then. Okay, Going okay, over here. Talk to our Going listeners, over here. Honey. Talking to my people. Do you want the Democrat? You're not the co-host. You guys. That's to keep control of the United States Senate and the House of Representatives. Oh, I love, uh, you know, I'm not making those choices or de- decisions on that. I'm going to work with whatever I have. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Oh, I love, uh, I don't know, pulling the fire alarm, essentially. I've always said that. I think the Democrats have great candidates that are running. They're good people I've worked with, and I have a tremendous amount of... Can you endorse them as <laughs> something that you want? Respect and friendship with my Republican colleagues. So I can work on either side very easily. So you don't care so don't the outcome. Problem you don't care about the, the outcome this year of the election. Well, whatever, whatever the voters, whatever the voters choose, I can't decide what's going to happen in Kansas or California or yeah. Texas. I really can't. I've always taken taken the- this is a balancing beam act for the ages. <laughs> approach whoever you send me. That's your representative, and I respect them, and I respect the state for the people they sent, and I give it my best to work with them to do the best for my country. I don't play the politics that way. I don't like it that way. I'm just, that's not who I am. There was a new third party uh, organized and announced just last week. Uh, a centrist third party, Christine Todd Whitman, Andrew Yang, uh, David Jolly. Is that something that seemed appealing to you? Based on the answers you just gave me, I'm starting to wonder. 
Well, I'm starting to wonder when we're going to start worrying about our country more than we do about our political parties. That's what scares me. I think that we all have to come back to what profile and courage of our purpose. Chuck Todd is on point in this interview. So being in Washington for and who we're really working for. We're not working for any party. We're not working yeah. for any political idealism. We're working for basically right now a very challenging world that we're in. We've got what's going on in Europe right now, geopolitical unrest, and now we have threats from China to Taiwan and all this going on, and here we are bickering over. Yada, 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 yada. So I, I think that that was bizarre to me to hear. And what does that mean? What is he seeing that says, uh-uh? No, it's not an election year for him. It's, it's right. remark remarkable. Right, but I think, too, I mean, the voters in his state in particular tend to oh, vote well, Republican. So even if they're not... Even if he's not running this year, he's running in 2024, and, you know, it, he's not going to go out here and insult the intelligence of Trump voters or something, because a whole bunch of Trump voters are also his voters. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think there's a little Trump bit Trump won of, by 40 points. Right. So I think that in his state in particular, like, they want him to be like this. A little bit. I mean, like, he's obviously dodging a little bit here, but I don't think he's going to endorse Nancy Pelosi being the Speaker of the House. Like, I don't think that's good for him politically. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is just weird to hear. It's weird to hear the act that he has to do. By the way, what do you think about the third party, new party, Yang party? I mean, there's a reason third parties don't mm -hmm. end up working out. Uh, it's... Parties take a lot of energy to run, mm -hmm. and it's very, very difficult already to get people to do the level of work that's required to run the parties as they are right now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, I think we saw that in Massachusetts very clearly when, what's his name, Evan Falchuk managed to get his 3% of the independent vote to get his independent party onto ballots and stuff and it was a disaster it was a mess because there's no energy there no one's running under that party designation because bottom line at the end of the day there's really two different philosophies of government right there's right. there's two teams right and like you can be sort of more one or sort of more another you can be kind of an a, you know a fringe one of mm -hmm. a certain party but but at the end of the day it's kind of a team sport and like, mm -hmm. th there's just not, there's not enough like space in the room for another one. Because what happened, like when Evan Falchuk did his party, right? First of all, anyone who registered in the independent party, especially people who thought they were registering as an independent, which in Massachusetts is being unenrolled, not being in a party. Now, all of a sudden, you can't vote in either of the party primaries because you're registered in a different party. So in Massachusetts, like a registered Republican can vote in a Republican primary only, but somebody who's not enrolled in any party can vote in any primary. So right. so that was a big disincentive for people. People couldn't vote in the presidential primaries in 2016 if they were in Evan Falchuk's st stupid party. And a bunch of people registered for it by accident, thinking that that was being unenrolled because it said independent. And then they couldn't vote in the party primaries. I the other thing, know, yes, that. it was a disaster. It yeah. was a big mess. Bill Galvin mm -hmm. was sending out letters to people let's, trying to let's, explain. Let's keep so, it but wait, a little bit more. No, no, no. But I want to go back a little bit mm -hmm. because the other thing that happened then is there was nothing for this 
to like exist like at this point because the party's now balloted because he got his three percent the state had to like print ballots for all these independent party primaries that there's no one running there's no independent party candidates Mm -hmm. nothing's happening like it takes so much effort and energy to run a party you've seen how hard i've worked when i've been involved in republican Mm -hmm. stuff and it just like there's no stomach there for that. Like right. there, nobody's the going to work it's, it, for no principles at all. Right. Like, so it's it's half ideology and half infrastructure, and these RTCs or RCCs, Republican mm-hmm. Town Committees, City Committees. Although sometimes, especially if you're in a blue state, they can look flimsy. Um, you know, and you've got the you, you rent the back half of the Friendly's restaurant. To, you know, for for 11 people and whatever right or whatever you do but there's a reason for that there's a reason to have that infrastructure there so everybody can hang out at a backyard barbecue feel good about the cause feel good about, mm-hmm. especially if it's an uphill cause in massachusetts or connecticut uh, to bond together to be together and like the the, the independents don't have one of those they don't right. have it's they a- have a weird and wacky libertarian uh you know conference every year somewhere out in idaho wherever it is but right, that's and it's important. hard enough to get people to do it for like a cause that mm-hmm. they actually believe in. It's very, it's, it's almost impossible to get people to do that for, you know, we're just going to be alternative and we're going to be a mishmash of candidates and maybe some of us you agree with us on some things and some of us you don't. Now come work really hard for us and make a bunch right. of phone calls, like. Why would I do that when I like only agree with half your positions? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's interesting, but it's it, the only way that happens is if you have like a Ross Perot or somebody who goes independent themselves and does a big campaign, like a president or a governor or something that's like big enough to get the attention to be able to do it and where you have the money to spend. Like a Bloomberg could do it. Trump could probably run as an independent and do something. Like, but you can't with like. Andrew Yang, I mean, Andrew Yang's pretty rich, but he's not, like, that rich or famous enough to do that. Like, I mean, Christine Todd Whitman certainly isn't rich or famous enough to do that. Like, there's no – it's such a vacuum of any reason to be. But also – and also, you – the way to do it now is to do it within the party structure. Trump was his own party. Right. And he went in to the Republican Party – a former Democrat, probably a fairly liberal guy, certainly socially, he went in to the Republican Party, put in a Republican, you know, sticker, and then murdered all the other Republican candidates and got people interested. So he is his own party. You know, I mean, these, in a sense, if you look at the somebody who takes the party over from the establishment, in a sense, Obama was his own party. You know, I mean, it was mm-hmm. handed the uh, the establishment that was in place for Hillary to be the person to be the one. So, um, it it's like, I mean, that's where you do it. With, with Pro, it was a little bit different that year. I also think that there was, I mean, you, you, I know you don't remember, but that was that was there was a big throw the bums out, um, spirit around the 92, 92 elections, the um congressional um check writing scandal had happened where they essentially they were floating check kiting floating themselves advances etc it was a real big scandal so i think it left a lot of room there and it was just one of those years and and perot was he had a a a novel ascension and 
people got interested in him. You know, he was Larry King asked him the question, like, "Will you run for president?" And he's like doing his pro thing and said, "If enough people show support, then sure, I will." He wasn't like he didn't. He was brought into it. He was an interesting guy. Okay, so uh, we're gonna get to the Rokana stuff um, later. We gotta do the chat chat now, Alice. Okay. Um, and then we'll do the Rokana stuff and maybe read, or we should, should we save emails and and messages for tomorrow? I have an email. Uh, well, that one let's read. let's say let's do it tomorrow. Why? Because we're out of time. It's it's we're out of time. No, we're not. Are we not? What time do you have? Yeah, it's four forty five minutes in. I want to read that email <sighs> where people can hear it. Okay, can we read it tomorrow or no? Okay, read the emails. Okay. Uh, just okay. Remember the time. Um. Sorry, I wasn't ready to go because well, I was getting people into the stream. Okay. Hang on. But it's forty-five minutes. Okay. Well, <clears throat> it's okay. Nobody owns us. We can. Uh, okay. We can run a are few minutes sure? long. Are, are there kids in this house? I think. They're... Okay. <sighs> Jim writes, Tom. I listen to you on WTIC, of which the broadcast is enjoyable, informative, and respectfully interactive. However, not always respectfully interactive. <laughs> However, I recently learned of your Burn Barrel podcast, and though for the most part I enjoy them, I do have some criticisms. Whoa, 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 whoa. He has some criticisms. It's constructive Criticism. feedback okay. from a fan. In your podcast, though not regulated by the FCC, you can use other words besides profanities. I think Would I... you write that language in the newspaper? There are whole books dedicated to other words. Try using them. <laughs> I feel condescended to a little bit. <laughs> Um, so here's the deal. I think we try to bleep out most of the swears. Oh, it's on the video. There's no on the no video, video. I leave them in. I don't know that I swear all that often, to... but uh, but um, but I am somebody who does swear in my real life, and I try to be the real me in the podcast. Actually, I think you, if anything, tone it down on the podcast. I think you're worse in real life. Uh, I would say so. Else. So then he says, make an effort to be professional on your podcast as you are with your broadcast. <laughs> no. You might attract more listeners. Hold on, I'm gonna to, to hit that point right now. My broadcast on WTIC, and thank you for listening very much. I appreciate it. Is four hours. The podcast is not a formal broadcast. It is uh, essentially hashing things out with almost no structure, um, having a conversation with Alice, sometimes an interview with somebody else. It is a different thing. It is. It was called Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel because anything could go in it. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I used to be a Irresponsible burn barrel, or where Trish I would... says she doesn't mind your swears. Thank so. you, Trish. I used to burn. I burned everything. I burned our old furniture. I shoved styrofoam. In the... Oh please, plastic bags. On a, that's on a. That's an economical. I'm sorry. That's on an uh, an ecological. Is that ecological? That's on a climate friendly day. Yes. <laughs> I would oftentimes have blue green flame coming out of that <laughs> that thing. God knows what was in there. So that's the idea. Is the podcast as well as it's a hodgepodge of all sorts of different things. It's kind of like a that's the the template is anything goes it, it's taken the form of more of a political hash out but um but that's it's just because i'm following day-to-day -day life and that's what's front and center to me and most of you guys every day-to-day -day. continue um then he writes where was i make an effort to be professional on your podcast as you are mm -hmm. with your broadcast you might attract more listeners professionals mm -hmm. make the performance appear flawless even when things go wrong put in mm -mm. a little effort too late 
<laughs> old dog, new tricks. Shot glass. Tell the people what shot glass is. Old. Shot glass means when I used to try and tell you new things, you said you couldn't learn new things, that it's like pouring beer into a shot glass. Correct. Lastly, listening to you berate and disrespect your spectacular what? wife, Alice, is not appreciated. Berate and disrespect? She what is can this do crap? better. She can do better. Yes, we've made that very clear. She can do better. But there's no berating and disrespecting. My goodness. See the beating I took before the show, seconds before the show, the, mm-hmm. the tongue lashing I had to receive. I have two more listener questions for you. Please. One is if you've gotten a new burn barrel yet. I have not as yet. And the other one is uh, Justin has well, I should. I guess I should, hold on. I, should, I guess I should spend more time on that. I have not as yet. I will get one at some point. Um, we're, we're trying to, my jurisdiction is the outside. I'm trying to make it look presentable. Where the burn barrel is needs to be practically as visible from the street, and um, there's a we we live in a an old, lovely though perforated uh, colonial house, and I'm trying to not completely embody a white trash existence. It, it <laughs> ebbs and flows, but I'm so I'm trying to. The mm-hmm. burn barrel has to be in so. It'd have to be a handsome burn barrel. We have to some yard work to do. I'll get another burn barrel. I got so much stuff to burn. Uh, and then lastly, Justin wants to know, he has some leftover cheesecake, if we would like some cheesecake. Yes. Please. <laughs> I love cheesecake. You know what the best cheesecake I've ever had was, Alice? And I told you about this today. Not the cheesecake, but, but a certain transport that I was involved in in the early 80s. Um... A transport you were involved in in the early 80s? It was a vacation, yep. On a cruise ship? Nope, 1983. A train. You were on a train. Exactly. We took an Amtrak from uh, Chicago. No, no, it's from uh, Michigan to San Francisco. And um, the Amtrak, it's a wonderful, it's an amazing thing with a nice sleeping car in our own room. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so wonderful. It was so fun and so great. And at one point, the senator got on to just to go to his place. Was it Biden? My, my dad talked to him. No, this was somebody in the West. Um, and it was wonderful. And like I said, you could see like all the as you're driving through the the plains, etc. There was all these. We we got off at Glacier National Park at one point. Then we got back on. But you can see all these wild animals out there. Little foxes, like just looking at the train. Go. It's so that is that is that is a must do. My dad was uh, was uh, aggressively hitting on the tour director of the train, um, and uh, he was not married at the time; they were divorced. But my, my dad had a, a level of game that I have not ever had. It was it was on display, certainly, and he considered that train an optimal. Uh, opportunity. There's... Well, people were trapped on it with him. They couldn't uh, get away. Oh, yeah. I don't want it. Me and Jimmy, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll go into it later. Um, but the cheesecake in the Amtrak was the best cheesecake I've ever had. It was wonderful. Wonderful. I I, I think cheesecake should get a presidential medal of freedom. I think it's wonderful. So, so, yes, please send that along. Is that it? That's all I have. Let's get to the Shed Chat. Okay. We're only 10 minutes late. Trish said she took a train from Montreal to Vancouver, and it was uh, three and a half days of pure bliss. Oh, that's great. It's the best. We need to do a tra- Well, it won't be pure bliss with our <laughs> animals. <sighs> I'm sure it wasn't pure bliss for your dad with you either. No, we were, it was just me and Jim. We were, my, me and my brother, we were 10 and 11. We were 
We were cool. You were not jerks. Uh, not like these. No, not like <laughs> different different type of jerk. Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Steve. During Thursday night's podcast, Alice mentioned once again the idea of going to the new old oak for a beer. Oh, right. <laughs> we went by there today, as a matter of fact. We did. Almost went in. You waiting for me? I'm waiting for you to continue playing Steve. That's all the comment I have on that. His message Where isn't else done, we is it? Where we today? Uh, a Mexican place? At that restaurant. <laughs> next to the Stop and Shop names, right? That's right. Yes, where I, I have to go like... again tomorrow to pick up our son's sweatshirt because he left it there oh, and had a really? panic attack. Yes. Oak for a beer. I would like to put this issue to bed once and for all. The new old oak is dead as Dillinger to me. You know, when my manly men friends and I mm -hmm. are on the polo field and we feel like after <laughs> our last chucka of the day, we want to go and have a couple pops or maybe a couple of... Oh, you know, he's, he's going to Portsmouth, uh, some like um, hookah bar in Portsmouth. Or somewhere or, fancy in Newburyport. Or Newburyport, that's right. Rockport. This is what we're dealing with here. Glasses of Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. We go to the Hen House, Hen House. in Newton, New Hampshire. And really? the hen house may not be much to look at from the outside, but inside it's very nice. Nice atmosphere, lots of televisions, so you don't actually have to speak to your companion. And friendly service, good food, you name it. Anyway, that's my suggestion. The hen uh, house. Au revoir. Newton, New au revoir. <laughs> okay. Newton, New Hampshire. All right. Do you know right. about this? I don't think I've heard of the hen house. Where is Newton? Do you know where that is? That's close, right? That is close, yeah. Ooh, maybe I'll head down there tonight. All right, Henhouse it is. Okay. He is in that in that set though, that um the martini set. Too fancy for us. Too fancy for us. Mm. Who else? Do we got anybody else? Yeah, it's uh thinking. Uh oh. Is your computer dying on us? No, I don't think so. Did your was this on your credit card this? It's Maybe. Like, <laughs> it's not moving. Okay. Let me try this one. Try a different one. Ready? Okay. Here we go. This one's working. This one's not working either. Really? Okay. I'm going to refresh the page. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Ready? Mm -hmm. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey. I recently watched the films uh, Murphy's Law and Ted ne 10 to Midnight. And 10 to Midnight. I think that's Charles Bronson, right? And I don't know Murphy's that Law was um, uh, Burt Reynolds, I think. Yeah, Ten of Midnight was Charles Bronson and the guy who rode in Firefox in that in the the Blue Thunder TV thing. And um, I noticed that uh, Bron Charles Bronson his later work was not good. Not no, good. No. Uh, Ten to Midnight is slightly better film than uh, Murphy's Law, which is which is a hard watch. All right, let me know what you think about Charles Bronson. All right, bye. Yeah, his, his stuff got odd. Like, Clinton was the same way in those days where the stuff got weird and oddly sexual and dark. Hmm. It was interesting. Hi, Tom and Alice. Just like hey, to Charlie? ask you if you have seen the news of the Massachusetts legislature possibly having to give us some of our tax money back because they have actually collected way too much revenue. I wonder if you think Whoa. they're ever going to give it back to us. 
No. I personally don't think they will. No, they're staying and extra they do, super late tonight for some to reason, try and pass have a bunch to give it back to us. What is the punishment going to be on the uh, taxpayers of Massachusetts for daring to take their money back? And on a side note, I would like to say to Phil, if he wants more Alice Shattuck, there used to be a short-lived podcast that called the true. 1570 oh. Project. There was a short-lived podcast. It was podcast. good when it was around, although this run was only short, 14 Correct. episodes or so. Correct. I've been true. waiting for a new one. I'm not sure if there's going to do any more. But if she does, I would like him to check that out. Thanks. That is true. That good is point, true. Charlie. I knew nothing about I have not looked at the mass legislature and anything they're up to in a couple they're of on, years. They're doing like a big super uh, marathon thing where they're trying to pass a bunch of stuff this weekend and get out before their their session ends. So they're not going to leave us any money. They're, they're taking okay. care of it I, all, I, it's I'm almost, pretty sure. I feel so disconnected from Boston. From Don't you? And from like that state, I like don't care about their politics. But if Mara Healy becomes governor, they're gonna find ways to make us care what they're doing down there. They are so terrible. I can't even. (sighs) Well, it's getting dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I don't know what that is. Is that Predator? No. Chamonix, chime, chamonix. Hi there, Shattuck. This is your local chimney sweep. I was wondering if you need one. We don't we d- really have a working no, chimney. We don't. I wish we did. Mostly, I wish we didn't. I'm fine with not having. It. We have. We have too many. I things. consider sometimes, um, like if money were no object, mm-hmm. having a company come and put in gas fireplaces in all our old closed-up fireplaces that attach to the broken chimney. But we get. We have a house with holes. Alice. Yeah, we have other projects that would take priority yeah. before that. But if I won the Mega Millions, that would be on the list of renovations. We that live I would in do. essentially. If you, if this were a boat, it would be the USS Constitution, where it is afloat. Yeah, but it is quote in service. Yeah, they take it, it out once a year. Yes, it is but... a boat. <laughs> like this is a house. It looks pretty. But uh, you know, if you've lived in an antique house, you know what we're saying. So anyway, Patreon people stay right there. A bunch of people have gotten in now. So I think we're back up and running. Patreon people don't leave. Um, If you're interested in joining the Patreon, that's at patreon.com slash burn barrel. You can find us there and you can join and do live streams. Maybe we'll do more live streams. I always think that. I'm not for it. We should live stream like every day, realistically. I, why not? We're here anyway. We're not. So. We're, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, maybe we'll try and do more live streams, but that's where you can find that. And you can always find us for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.